0: Look, I think my expectation of finals, then once you're there.
1: Anything can happen.
0: Anything can happen.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode number 77 of Yank on the Footy. I'm Craig Wessels from Sandusky, Ohio, and I'm glad that you're listening. In this episode, I had the pleasure to sit down and talk with Carlton supporter, Sean Peter Budge of the Ian Prendercast, which to me is one of the most unique uh, podcast names out there. Before we dive into the episode, though, I wanted to encourage each of you to uh, consider signing up for the podcast mailing list you can find a link for that in the show notes if you'd like to sign up the email list gets the podcast sent out to them before anybody else i post it it goes there and uh this will help me to grow listenership in australia as well as here in the united states as well and around the world and I actually just noticed that i had my first uh first person tune in from china recently so that was terrific as well as having had uh, just this month alone here in the states i had seven people tune in from the state of North Dakota which I thought was fantastic as well. Also want to let you know ladies and gentlemen that I did open up my uh, buy me a coffee page just recently and this is similar to Patreon, uh, you know, it's something that uh, podcasters and blogs use to uh involve their uh their listeners or their supporters that sort of thing if they want to help out the podcast that sort of thing anything that comes in for that's going right back into the podcast to be used for hosting sites things of that nature um, exploring new uh, recording software as well and uh, looking at also getting the uh, standalone web page up and running here in the very new future as well so if you if you're interested in that you can check it out also if you uh, are looking for some yank on the footy uh, swag I also have my Redbubble page storefront open as well you can find that on the uh, show notes as well there's a link that'll take you there too so sit back and enjoy we had a lot of fun with this discussion here with uh with sean and uh i think you're gonna like it all right ladies and gentlemen i am thrilled to have my uh my next guest with me here he's a huge carlton supporter he's one of the hosts of the ian prendergast podcast or the ian prender cast i should say um sean peter budge Sean, thanks for coming on. I appreciate you taking time out of your your morning to sit down and talk. And glad we got our technical issues on my end figured out.
0: No, it's absolutely fantastic to be with you, Craig. Uh, can't wait to get stuck in.
1: I appreciate it, man. It's it's uh, it's been a lot of fun, uh, you know, chatting with some of the, the the supporters about their clubs. And you know, I, I did this in the fall for, fall for me anyway after the trade period to get people's reactions. And uh, I kind of wanted to do the same thing with okay, the season's just about here. What are your thoughts about things? So, you know, I, I've kind of got a, a list of questions that I've been asking people, and I've massaged it as we've gone along here, but uh, I want to start out with the the glass being half empty with you first, and then we'll we'll go in the other direction then, okay? Okay. What does an unsuccessful season look like for the Blues this year?
0: Just missing finals. I mean, it's, it's pretty simple. I mean, from my point of view, at least, and um, you know, taking the temperature of the room on Twitter over the last couple of days. I think 2020 was a really good opportunity for us to make the finals ahead of schedule, sort of to sneak into the eight, perhaps ahead of people's expectation. If we got there, you go fantastic. That's, yeah, we get a crack at a final, we see how we go. Have to make the finals this year. This has been, you know, a slow build. We've been very patient. This started on draft night back in 2015 or trade, trade week back in 2015 when, we really kind of went back to ground zero and completely gutted the list and bought in you know, blue chip youth and continued that process. I mean, in the trade period, we've obviously bought in Zach Williams and Adam Saad at great expense, both in terms of collateral and dollars within the cap. Um, So I think we, we have to, we have to make the eight and that's pretty simple, really. Okay.
1: And are you, as far as it being a successful year then, are, are you satisfied with just getting into finals? Are you, are you, you know, and that being like the first step towards building back towards another premiership or you, you want to get that, that first round win?
0: Look, that's a, it's a good question because to be honest with you, like last year backtracking a little bit, my attitude was, let's see how the season pans out. And if we're mm-hmm. in a position to contend for the eight, let's just see where we are, you know, with six, seven, eight games to go. Are we in a position to push up? We were. We, we left a few wins on the table, which was a shame. As for this coming season, it all depends how it shakes out. Like, if you think about it, our, our last, I'm just trying to think off the top of my head, our last three or four finals losses in the club's history, 2009, we go to Brisbane, we should have won the game, we lose. 2010, we um, go to Sydney, probably could have won the game, we lose. 2011, we beat Essendon. Uh, then we go to West Coast, and in an absolutely cracking final, we just lose. We lose by less than a kick. So 2013, we have the, the win against Richmond. Then we go to Sydney and had a pretty ordinary performance and, and weren't really ever in it and, and fell short. But the, the common denominator there is you get funneled interstate, it becomes tricky. Yeah. You know, inter, Interstate wins are great. If your team wins interstate during the year in a home and away game, uh-huh. You sit there and you go, that's a meritorious. That is a really good win. Well done, boys. You've gone on the road. You've had a great win. If you do it in a final, brilliant. So if if we were to sit there and say, we get a final in Melbourne, you're kind of going 50-50. If you get a final interstate, you're sort of going, that's a little bit more difficult. Geez, I hope the boys can get up for it. There's a few more variables.
1: Right, right. So it's
0: tricky. If you obviously want to win. When you, when you make finals, there's nothing better than a finals win. So... If we are to get there, hopefully we do, see how the cards fall, who we play, where we play, what shape we're in. I mean, every team's got those horror stories of getting to the pointy end of the season and history sort of can forget Well, you didn't have player A and, geez, player B wasn't there. He got injured. Yeah. Geez, he would have been handy, et cetera. So, look, my expectation of finals, then once you're there.
1: Anything can happen.
0: Anything can happen, but you certainly want to win. And, and like yep. I said, depending on how it shakes out, you know, if you finish eighth, for instance, you've probably had a touch and go season, right? You know, right. Probably, maybe just above 500, as they say in the stats, yeah. maybe a little bit better. And you end up playing a team that's fifth. Well, they might be percentage out of the four. So you go, well, they're a much better team than you. It's going to be a hard ask. So um, it's a bit of a wait and see. But certainly if we get there, you want to you want to win.
1: Yeah. So what are the what are the keys that you're going to be looking for you know as, as a fan that's going to let you know okay it's starting to come together it looks like we've got a a legitimate shot of, of making the 8 right now what, what what are the things that you're going to have like on your checklist to say okay this is going well this is going well
0: we, we've really struggled of, of recently when it, when it clicks it's great um is arresting momentum you know something that was really high on the agenda in a lot of Carlton conversations last year was our inability to you know put our fingers in the dike when teams kicked goals they kicked 3 and 4 and 5 and 6 in a row so having that a, a more mature sort of awareness of what's happening in the game being able to put the foot on the brake a little bit and say no more scoring slow you down stay right, in the right. game stay in the contest that's a big one for us and just connection going inside 50 i mean we've we've really struggled at if you've watched Carlton games, you said you're going to watch, obviously we play the Saints here our time. Probably the biggest thing I'm looking for tonight is how we move the ball inside 50. It sounds so simple. If you move the ball well inside 50, you give yourself good looks at goals. You give yourself good opportunities to score. We kind of don't do that. We're a bit more helter-skelter. It kind of goes in. It's not really to anyone's advantage. It's a bit of a, a dog fight. The ball hits the deck and you kind of, it's really heavy weather us yeah. to score, so our coach David Teague, he was the forwards coach at Adelaide when they were an unbelievably free-flowing, high-scoring, very easy team to watch in attack, and, and that's what we always say: if you kick easy goals, you've you, you really good chance to win games of footy. Well, just, yeah, you,
1: makes sense. Yeah,
0: it's, it sounds silly. If you can kick easy goals, you're doing a lot of stuff right. Well, so, and that,
1: in, in that case, what you're 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 capitalising on the mistakes that the other club has made you know they they've they've turned the ball over in their defensive 50 you've been able to turn that around into you know six points or possibly even into a a seven or a 12 point swing where you know i'd be a seven point swing because the ball's still there never mind
0: yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> no, I, you. I get what you're saying. yeah
1: you know so if you're able to capitalize on that sort of thing it can it can you know definitely snowball on on your opponent and uh you know i yeah i think that the i think that they're they're primed to to definitely be competing for the eight this year. Uh, I, I do. I think that they're at that point in time where it's getting close to happening. I, if I'm not mistaken, isn't Patty Cripps a free agent at the end of this year?
0: So he is. So there, yeah. there was a little bit of a whisper. There's, look, there's always the whisper, particularly with players interstate. They might want to go home. Uh, look, he's making all the right noises recently about wanting to be a part of the club. And it doesn't seem to be some of the angst, that surrounds right, right. certain other free agents. Like obviously Jeremy Cameron has joined the cats. That one always felt like it was on the cards last year. The longer it went on and there was more silence and there was less commitment, et cetera. You kind of went, it's not sounding, it's not looking good right, for the Giants. Right. And yeah. we were the same with, with Zach Williams, obviously one of Jeremy's teammates Right. in that the longer that went on, he wasn't talking about it. He wasn't giving them anything positive to go by. Cripps has been pretty vocal in the last couple of weeks. Saying the right things, and you'd sort of there wouldn't be a level of betrayal as such. I think fans can overreact if a player does defect, but you'd sort of look back on it and go, Geez, you let us on a bit there early on. You were sort of you're in, you're in, you're fully committed, you want to be part of it, and then yeah, this is a pretty big about face. So, yeah, look, absolutely, he's out of contract, and that's his signature is enormous, um, both on the field and from a PR point of view for the club. Um, and so he, the he's, they can kind of get it nailed in, the better.
1: He's from West Australia, is he not?
0: Yeah, so he's yeah, from he's from a town called uh, I think it's called Northampton, which is okay. quite quite high up the coast. It's not. Okay. It's not as though if he moved to Perth, yeah, he'd be closer to home, is, but he'd that, still be like that up, five hours up, from
1: home? Is that up towards Broome that area?
0: Yeah, it's further up. It's okay. quite a ways. Okay. Up. So.
1: Okay. I mean, I don't know
0: if that plays in our favour.
1: Yeah. Well, it's I feel like he's from Subiaco. Yeah. Right, because I because I you know I I'd heard and I'd heard some things and I'd read some things that you know that that, that Frio was hoping to get a shot at, at adding him to their their uh club next year. But yeah, you know, I, I I think you know hopefully, you know, just in terms of the stability of, of the blues, you know, he stays there and helps to
0: class half f- full. Yeah, glass half full, I've got that right. I mean worst case scenario, if he was to flag an intention to leave. Mm-hmm we would get a king's ransom. Like his his trade value coming back the other way would be quite something. It'd be one of the biggest trades of all time to, to sort of satisfy us to get him to where he wanted to go. Right,
1: right. Would be,
0: it would be significant. And whilst you'd be devastated to lose him, you know, it's that it's that um, American model of, okay, well, we, we lose him.
1: But we're getting this back.
0: But what we're getting back is actually could be substantial.
1: Right. Right. Well, so it's, it's a
0: tricky one. Look, we want him to stay clearly,
1: but yeah. Well, it's, it's similar to, you know, with, with Jerry, Jeremy Cameron, you know, you know, the, you know, the cats have the cats have said, you know, if it's a poker game, they've taken all their chips and said, we want to win the finals this year. Yep. You know, and, and, you know, we're not here to talk about the cats at all, but I mean, that's, that's what they're expecting to do right now be, because of the moves that they've made. You know? and look, and they, I think
0: the cats have got a really interesting philosophy. I've said for a couple of years that, And this isn't a criticism, it's just an observation of the philosophy. Like you say there, I think they've got I think they've got ideas or they've got a suspicion that the AFL will slowly move towards a more Americanized free agency model, which will mean the draft is actually not it's not unimportant, but it's less important for teams in the window to win a premiership. Okay. So their attitude is, well, we don't necessarily need to draft the gun 18-year-old at the moment because he might not actually help us win a premiership.
1: 2021, right?
0: But what we can do is get a guy who can come in and help us, and then when he's retired, that guy might be 22, yeah. And we can maybe have a go at him then, and and that's I think that's their attitude a little bit is. And look, to be brutally honest, like Carlton have gone through this really painful rebuild from ground zero, Mm -hmm. and you don't know if it's going to work. Just the same way that the Cats have sat there and gone, look, we don't know if this is going to work. But getting Isaac Smith, getting Sean Higgins, getting Jeremy Cameron, getting Gary Ablett back. More yeah. recently, obviously retired now, but those guys—that's going to give us a really good chance to right. win it and, immediately.
1: And I and I don't know if this—that's has... the name of the
0: game, isn't it? The name of the yeah. game is winning the flag. Yeah,
1: and I don't know if this has anything to do with it. but It looks like if a player enjoys fishing, Geelong has a pretty good <laughs> shot. a Pretty good shot of signing them.
0: Fishing and surfing.
1: Okay, well there you go.
0: Down Which... down the uh, the Ballerine down Geelong Way, fishing and surfing. Very um, nice little town you know just yeah. outside of melbourne an hour or so outside of melbourne um nice little spot if you like the quiet life if you like anonymity is not the right word because clearly everyone in Geelong knows who you are but right. um a little bit less hustle and bustle than you would find in sort of inner melbourne you know some right, of those right right you there's know, some of those more um uh, central sort of business district type places but no for sure it that seems to be the allure if you like yeah. um Dropping a lure, head down to July. There, there you go.
1: Yeah, that's uh, the, maybe that could be their tagline. the the allure <laughs> The allure of the lure. <laughs> Just put that on the license plates. You, you <laughs> should, you should get that. You should get a a trademark for that and uh, make some money on that. Uh, so you know, what you know, what headline you know do you anticipate if you're writing a newspaper headline for the uh, the Herald Sun, you know, and and what what headline do you think are you hoping to see written for Carlton this year If we we're to give you a,
0: I think as a, as, as a lifelong fan, I think it's, you know, as someone who grew up in the early nineties and, and, you know, it was a, it was a right that, you know, Carlton were a good team and competing. I mean, I'd seen us by the age of 11, you know, I'd seen us win a flag and play in three grand finals and playing finals regularly and, you know, seeing some champions of our club play for the club. And there was a real sense of expectation every year that, we play finals and we be a good team and we compete. We obviously haven't had that privilege in the last couple of years. We've been the last, you know, last long time, really. But
1: since I've been watching,
0: well, we've, (laughs) we've been, everyone always says, Oh, we've been no good for 95. We won the flag. We've been no good for 25 years. And you're like, well, that's, it's a bit mischievous. It's a bit misleading. We we had a reasonable patch sort of 08 to 12, 13 ish where we weren't a bad team. Mm We weren't good enough, but we were okay. Um, that was my,
1: a, that was that gauntlet of what Geelong and Hawthorne right there. Hawthorne, the, yeah, yeah,
0: and and you know we we had a couple of wins against St Kilda at that era, who were a good team. You know, we beat Geelong in a fantastic game at the MCG back in 2010. We um, you know, couldn't get over Hawthorne. Hawthorn were clearly you know the best team at that era in the latter part of that era. But um, my best case scenario, really, as a, just as a pure fan, is just something to like Blues alive is that we it's working, you know, what we've been watching grow for the last four and five years. We're winning games of footy. We're entrenched in the eight. We're pushing the good sides. We're competitive week to week. We're reliable, you know, consistent week to week. I think you just want some payoff that what we've been going through and what we've been trying to build has clicked. Yeah. And the results are tangibly on the field. You can see them. So, you know, I think you know, in Melbourne, particularly the back page of the Herald Sun, is the biggest? That's the biggest circulating newspaper in the country. Um, sport mad, football mad. Mm-hmm. Carlton in crisis, Collingwood in crisis, Essendon in crisis. Right, Sells right. newspaper. Yeah. So the less we see of us in crisis, perhaps, and question marks, um, the better we'll be going. I don't know if we'll get the, the pats on the back necessarily, um, but, if we can just get some more positive press, that means what we're doing's got us heading in the right direction.
1: Yeah, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to take your word on the Herald Sun because they have they have their website locked up tighter than than a bank vault. You can't see a single article the on their page. Yes,
0: I roll the dice every time they publish something that's piques my interest about yeah. whatever it might be.
1: Yeah, I
0: roll the dice and I click the link, knowing it's going to be behind a right. paywall. But occasionally, right. sometimes it's not. Very rarely. Yeah. So I click it, and just 99 times out of 100, you cannot see this article. You just go, yeah.
1: I mean I end up finding most of my most of the things that I read come from the Age um the the sporting news that's out of Australia as well I will see a lot of things there as well um mm-hmm. but then you know the the AFL's website as well um but I have I have uh uh things set up on Google Google alerts yep that every yep. day will send me like the all the headlines from the AFL AFLW Geelong yep. Australian rules football so I mean all those show up Every day at about four o'clock in the afternoon, I get those in my email, and I bet I, you look I,
0: forward to that. I bet you sit there about three, you know, quarter to four. So sort of I go, do. Oh, all right, I do. You know, and,
1: and, and I actually and I actually save all of them because I'll go I'll go back and I'll use those. You know, and I'll find articles. You know, because again, I'm not seeing the newspapers there. I'll go find articles that are things that are going on that I think are, are of interest, and I'll I'll yep. build discussions for my episodes from those types of things. Yeah, you know, and yeah that's yeah. just it's just kind of you know one of the source source sources that I use there. So, who are you most excited about seeing in the uh, the navy blue this year?
0: There's a few guys coming at it from maybe a few different few different perspectives. I think we've got a young guy, Paddy Dow, who we took at mm-hmm. pick three in the draft in 2017, and um, he had a he had a pretty good first year for you know a first year player, and then has really had had some battles in the last couple of years with confidence and form and injury and and the like. He played quite well. Last week in in a practice match, which was great to see. So, he's a guy who our podcast kind of um, chips in on, in the sense that we want this guy to be a player. So he's someone who I really hope just has a good run at it um, and can fingers crossed, you know, show some form and and win himself a place in the side. Um, Paddy Cripps is another interesting look. He's obviously a big name guy. He he was a little bit down last year on his production, Um, had a few things body wise and, and a couple of things off the field that were maybe holding him holding him back a touch but he looks fantastic last week he was great he's he's someone who i think can potentially have a bit of a chip on his shoulder in the sense that last year wasn't a great year people have kind of been on me about it the year before i won the afl mvp and he had a standout season and he'd been phenomenal for three or four years last year was a bit of a down one so i think he'll be looking to to bounce back really strongly he'll be he'll be great to watch um Harry Mackay, you know, down down forward, yeah. it's now his sixth season, so he's he's got the body now to go along with his talent to really compete against the big gorilla defenders. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So he's someone I'm looking forward to to watch, and um, probably a guy look a little bit left of field, but maybe someone like a Jack Sylvani, who we just didn't see a lot of last season. He had injuries; he, he yeah. barely played at all. But well, he's such a barometer for us. He's such a works so hard. He's so yeah. clever. Have just you didn't heard? See him play?
1: Have you heard anything? And I, I, I haven't heard anything yet. So I'll ask you, have you heard anything on, on Charlie Kurnow? Is he, because he didn't, he didn't he hurt his knee mm. playing basketball mm. recently. Who knows?
0: Who knows how he hurt his knee? So he hurt okay. his knee. Okay. Yeah. It's a tricky I, one. Look, he, I, he hurt his knee. <laughs> I, I, did,
1: I did not mean to poke <laughs> the stick into the open wound. I'm sorry there. Oh, don't
0: even get me started. So, Charlie, I think it was yesterday morning, David Teague, our coach, was on um, SEN. Uh, breakfast and he was asked the question everyone gets asked about charlie Kurnow. and there's no timeline for the first half of the season the expectation is don't expect to see him play any kind of football okay bfl you know reserves particularly in the first right, half right. of the year look i'm i'm sort of pessimistic about charlie this season you know we, we've kind of been we've danced this dance a little bit that you know charlie's oh charlie's tracking really well and his knees looking good and it's feeling good and then we have a setback well have a setback, so look for, for him. For him, we've sort of reached the point where not drawing a line through him, not at all. But yeah, he's about as far away from I think senior football as anyone could be at the moment. There's, okay. there's really no expectation that we'll see anything from him this year. Okay. If we do, that's amazing. It's a, it's, him, a
1: bo- it's a bonus if you see anything, yeah,
0: absolutely. This year, yeah. if we see him on the field, phenomenal bonus. Um, we're yeah. to wait and see on that. Fingers crossed, it happens, yeah. Um, but I, I don't think there should be any realistic expectation that that Charlie Curno pulls on the number thirty for us this year.
1: Now, do you think? Do you think he's snake bit in terms of just bad luck, or is it something? Or, Look, yeah, you know?
0: potentially he he's sort of got that. He's got that kind of gangly, weird gait where he kind of looks like. And as a fan, he's terrible to watch, even with and with like without his injury issues. You find yourself like, you know, clenching up every time he, he lands. Uh huh. Because you know, I might land awkwardly. You, you expect a you expect to something
1: to buckle on him.
0: He's spot on. You kind of every you kind of watch through your fingertips because you sort of going yeah. oh, something's going to happen to him here. Look, he, he's had some terrible luck, and I think the thing that Carlton fans cling to, and you don't want him to become that, you know, what he could have been player. But uh-huh. his last game, his last full proper game for us, he kicked seven goals against the Bulldogs. Yeah. And he was it's, just unplayable. Yeah. You're kind of going, "Jeez, what we've, what we've been deprived of? What he is a as a player and as a professional athlete, it's been deprived of
1: right, right. You know, what the
0: game, but the game is kind of potentially missed out on this, this super talent. So, yeah, I think there is a degree of bad luck with him. Absolutely, he just 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 needs perhaps a a, a run of it. I mean, without wanting to speak about Essendon, the mortal enemy, you know, James Heard had a lot of issues at, at one stage in his career yeah. with his, he had he had what's called an avicular in his foot, you know, a broken foot,
1: mm-hmm. yep, um, on top and that's, his foot, yeah. yeah,
0: and that's potentially that's career ending potentially. Right. right. And you know, he, he soldiered through it and missed a lot of footy and he got kneed in the head a little bit later and he fractured his skull. And you just Jeez. sort of thought, you sort of thought, geez, this guy's just can't take a trick. And he ended up you know, coming back and having a fantastic second half of his career. So right, right. that's the hope with Charlie. We just got to be patient, you know? Yeah.
1: He, re- he reminds me a little bit of the and and he has now moved on from Geelong, but the
0: oh, I know play- who you're gonna say. I know who you're gonna say. Quentin yeah, Narkel. No. Oh uh no, 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 sorry, no, 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 no. Nakaya Cockatoo.
1: Exactly. He he is the reason I became a Cats fan. A lot of talent. He, he's yeah, and I and I I hope and I, I just spoke to a Brisbane supporter tonight. I said uh, I hope he tears it up 20 games this year. Because they played Geelong Sometimes- twice.
0: <laughs> <laughs> sometimes people just need as silly as it sounds it might just be in the mind you know sometimes yeah. and hopefully yeah. this doesn't happen with charlie kurno but sometimes you sit there and you go a fresh start for a for a um, a Nakai cockatoo yeah. type lincoln mccarthy even obviously, right, right. Brisbane. just can't, i just can't for whatever reason i just have no luck i just can't yeah. get on the field i don't know what it is Joe Danaher obviously we will wait, you know, we right. watches with bated breath to see how he goes. But no, look, totally. That's just a few of those guys. They just luck, luck is just such a, a big part of it. Some guys play their entire careers without getting so much as a corked thigh, mm-hmm. rolled ankle. You know, some yep. guys have walked under a ladder and just can't get any luck at all. So yeah, well, that's Charlie at the moment.
1: While holding a black cat. Yes, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Huh? Mm-hmm. So, when you, when you go to the grounds, what, it, what is your go-to food at the grounds? What do you, what stand do you go to to get?
0: No hesitation, meat pie. Okay. okay. The Aussie staple, the, the iconic Aussie staple of the four and 20 meat pie, um, except no imitations. It's, that's the only one, uh, at the MCG, they have a nicer style. They have the grand Angus meat okay. pie, which is just a nicer cut of beef. Yeah. Um. I'm not sure if – I mean, we say beef. I mean, we, we're taking their word for it. But um, yeah.
1: Have you seen it, any street it, cats it, around the MCG? No,
0: well, not <laughs> lately, which is a worry. Um, I think Eddie had has the standard 4-and-20 meat pie, which uh-huh. is still fine, but it's not as nice as the Grand Angus. So, mm-hmm. look, it's, it's quite funny. The, the meat pie is such a staple, like, of Australian food. It's quite silly. I never eat them anywhere but the footy. So okay. as silly as it sounds, we haven't been to a game of footy since uh, twenty nineteen. With Geelong, we funnily enough we went. Yeah. Dad and I went down to watch us play at uh, GMHBA Stadium. We played Geelong. We kicked into the breeze for three quarters because the wind kept changing, and um, <laughs> it was a terrible rainy night. And the guy sitting next to us, a lovely Cats fan, goes, "Yes, geez, he goes, you guys are a bit stiff." He goes, "The wind is literally done it's what eightyed." Yeah. So in the first quarter, along kicked with a nice breeze and you sort of thought, okay, well, we're going to have to make hay here. No, they just changed and went the other way against yeah. us. Nightmare. Um, so that was what well, August, 2019. So as yeah. silly as it sounds, we um, haven't had a meat pie since, I mean, good for my health probably. So I right, uh, right. haven't had a meat pie since August of 2019. So hopefully well, in the next couple of weeks we can well, here, smash a, one down.
1: Here's a dumb question. And I don't know the answer to this. If you chose to do so, can you just go and buy those at the grocery store?
0: See, this is the thing you can, you can. Okay. But there's something about it. I'm sure you've got an equivalent, like, you know, the, whether it be the uh, the ballpark hot dog or something, uh-huh. it's mm-hmm. just never, it's not quite the same. Okay. Yeah. It's still fine. You could make yourself a hot dog at home. Right. It's still, right. it's a hot dog, it's still fine. Yeah. But there's just something about it at the, when they put it in the pie warmer and it's, it's just, it's sort of just you know, Goldilocks style. It's just perfect. <laughs> Whereas at home, at home, it's just—it's still nice, but it's just never quite right.
1: So it means you have to have three of them before you find the one that's just
0: right. You're still exactly right. You can't kind of just go have another one. I'm just go go one more, <laughs> one more. This one's <laughs> the one.
1: Okay. Now, a couple other uh, things before before we wrap up here. Um, who do you think is going to be the biggest surprise for the club this year? Who's going to Who's going to be the one that you go? Hmm, this was. I knew this was going to happen, but nobody else did.
0: That's a good question. Look, we, we've got a couple, oh, it's not, not, not me particularly saying I you know, potentially, I told you so, but we've got, got high hopes, um, young, small forward, Corey Durden, who we picked up in the draft last year, um, who fits a need because we need a small forward. Um, he's a guy that's come in, you know, via the draft. He's had to play in the sandfall and 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 the like, and he's kind of a little bit under the radar. So he's someone who could potentially surprise a few people, which would be great. But, um, I mean, look, the, the real on Broadway ones are, are naturally Zach Williams and Adam Saad, who's it's right, always exciting, right. you know, when you can bring in ready made, you know, guys who should make an impact straight away.
1: Trust me, I, I spoke to an Essendon supporter, supporter a couple of days ago. They're thrilled about the Adam Saad move. <laughs> <laughs> not, not really. <laughs> that's,
0: that's always a good sign because generally, if someone leaves your club, yeah, their persona non grata, they were never any good anyway. Yeah, so they were, were saying, go. oh, it's not good. Oh, yeah. kept well, they. Him. Well,
1: he said, you know, had they had he gone and played somewhere else? Had he gone to Sydney or Brisbane or, or out to West Coast? But he said mm-hmm. he went to yeah. our biggest rival.
0: That look, it's a path very, very rarely tro- uh, trod. Yeah, the, the path between Carlton Collingwood Essendon Carlton Essendon Collingwood sort of thing happens very, very infrequently. But yeah, look, in terms of players sort of taking the next step, it's you know we've got got a guy injured at the moment, uh, Brody Kemp, who Carlton fans can't wait to see get out there he's he's had a little bit of bad luck he, he um sort of badly rolled his ankle did the the syndesmosis which we all are familiar with now um he's a guy who missed last year because of a knee rico but got really high hopes for him to come in and make an impact and um yeah look at it's, it's and look i mentioned patty dow before we're we, we, as i said you know to use the phrase again we're chips in on him so as mm-hmm. a as a podcast our show uh we're really hopeful he can kind of go from a guy who people have got serious question marks about to someone who people go, Jesus. Yeah, he's actually, no, he's pretty good.
1: Okay. So who do you think is, uh, who do you see as your best and fairest or your leading goal kicker this year?
0: Well, I think goal kicking would Harry Mackay would, okay. Um, he would have to win it. Yeah. Um, if he doesn't win it, you'd sort of, you'd go fantastic. Like assuming someone kicks goals. Right. Not, right. We've had, we've had years in the past where guys have won the leading goal kicker with like 25.
1: Well, I'm interviewing somebody. I'm interviewing somebody next week where their leading goal kicker kicked 18 last year. So, um. so
0: that's if you, exactly if, you, if you're winning the the leading goal kicker with 18, it's uh-huh. not good. No, um, you're it's the not. best of a bad bunch. But look, so people people like you know um, Harry being our our key forward. You know you need him to lead the line and and kick the line share of the goals. And in terms of BNF, and um, we actually spoke about this on our show last week. It's it's obvious. Like it's actually probably lazy to say Patrick Cripps. Right, right the the point you know that I outlined earlier, I think he's gonna have a bit of a chip on his shoulder this year. You know, I think he's gonna come out breathing fire and and, you know, do his best he can to bounce back from what was a pretty tough year for him last year. And he didn't cop criticism as such, but he coped a little bit of, oh geez, you've had a down one or this hasn't been your best year. So I think he's the sort of competitive beast that'll take that on board and go, okay.
1: Do you think part of that could also be I'm getting ready to become a free agent, and I want to get as big a contract as I can possibly get. Whether it be totally with Carlton yeah, or somewhere totally. else too, yeah. He's 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 marketing himself.
0: History doesn't matter what sport you play. History is littered with career best performances in contract years, uh-huh. Um, because you got to put the price. You got to put yourself in the shop window, yep. as yes. they say. Yeah. Um, So whether they be dollars from the Carlton bank account or Fremantle or West Coast, right? Uh, he'll mm-hmm. want there to be as many zeros as possible. You'll certainly be getting six of them, maybe seven. Um, I don't so see – So no, totally.
1: I don't see – Unless West Coast is allowed to play with like a, a 17th player or a 19th player, they're not going to be able to have another midfielder out there. I don't think they've got room in their and, midfield and even, for anybody Exactly, else.
0: right. Exactly. And you've kind of, kind of sitting there going, look, everyone can make room for Patrick Cripps, but yeah. in the salary cap as well. Right, right. That's
1: true. Yeah. But yeah. like
0: I said, from a BNF point of view, it is a bit lazy, but um, I think that this year could be a year where he just – Sort of sits there and goes, This is the player I am, yeah,
1: terrific. Now, overall, who are you? Who do you see this year in your top four, and who do you see getting the wooden spoon this year?
0: Wood- wooden spoon is probably North Melbourne. Um, look, they, they look, they are a team, glass half full, but, that that. Sort of yes they are a game.
1: team they are a team yes <laughs> they are a team that is obviously
0: in that sentence there that's a full stop <laughs> they are am, a football I am, team
1: <laughs> i apologize to those of you who are kangaroo fans that was no, a cheap, that was a I am, cheap shot to take on yeah, your but, behalf i'm sorry
0: and keep listening because i am going to wrap you up a little bit they are a team that that sort of um really embrace this underdog you know, they call it the shin bonus spirit they really embrace this underdog tag and not having the best facilities and you know not having the most fans or members but you know, their best years are born on overcoming adversity, having some kind of trial to overcome. And, you know, this year is, you know, it's, it's, it's a pretty steep climb for them. And having seen, you know, my team in a very similar position you know, over the last couple of years, I think mm-hmm. it'll be pretty lean for them for the next couple of years there. Yeah. They're, they're potentially a bit of a cop-out sort of, you know, last place finish. You've obviously got Adelaide who won't, you wouldn't expect will be markedly better than they were last year. Um, so I probably think Adelaide or North leaning towards North. Okay. Um, in terms of a top four, look, Geelong have, have obviously recruited uh, really strongly for the now, and and they'll be very, very good again, you would expect. Um, Richmond are clearly you know, the reigning Premier 3 the last four, are obviously an outstanding team and a standout team in the competition. Um, Port Adelaide, you know, Port Adelaide had a really strong year last year and, a lot of their best players aren't going to taper off just yet. Right. So they should still be a good team. Um, and then sort of fourth, I'm just trying to think, maybe, look, I'm a bit wait and see on the Bulldogs. Okay. okay. You know, they've recruited pretty strongly and they've added some quality and they kept a hold of Josh Dunkley. And right, right. They, they're a bit wait and see. They're a team where you kind of go, I could concede, I could see them finishing in the top four. Yeah. but I could just as easily see it go in pair shapes and they miss the eight. Ooh, depending yeah. on how it all, how it all, how it all
1: shakes out. Yeah. Hands
0: out. Yeah. So it's a, that's, that's probably just on instinct at the moment, but this weekend's this weekend's really interesting. Cause obviously all the teams in action, you kind of get your first really good mm-hmm. look at, at how everyone's looking, you know, two weeks out. We always say, don't, don't put too much stock in um, preseason performances years and years and years ago. Uh, there used to be a trophy in preseason. You'd play like a little mini tournament. Hmm. to be a pre-season premier. Uh, we won one of those trophies. We played fantastic <laughs> football uh, and finished last. So we beat the Eagles. The Eagles they... ended up playing in the grand final and they lost, but then they won the premiership the next year. We played yeah. the Eagles in a, in a Wizard Cup grand final, as it was then, the sponsor. Fantastic game of football. Won the game. Uh One of the teams had a fantastic year. It was not us. Yeah. So... Um, you don't want to read too much into it, but at the same time it is instructive. So it'd be interesting to see at the end of this weekend, probably ask me that question again, and it'd be four different tips. And, and, and you guys
1: have a, yeah, you know, I, I went back and I looked at your, your uh, schedule this year, your fixture this year, and you have what on paper looks like not a terribly overall difficult group of teams that you're playing twice, but potentially, it okay. potentially it could be. You know, if if Gold Coast puts it together, if Frio puts it together, if GWS doesn't, doesn't fall off a cliff like some people think they're going to, it could be a lot rougher than than it looks like right there's now.
0: Always, there's always a team and there's always a draw that right, right. people are really quick to anoint as a sure thing. Oh, they're, they're a lock. They're going to finish top four or that's a soft draw or an easy draw or that's a hard draw. Yeah. And then someone always drops away. There's always a team that you sort of, you go, wow, GZF. Geez, they've fallen off a cliff. Or yeah. you know, Brisbane a couple of years ago have just rocketed. You see, mm-hmm. going, geez, the, the two the teams that looked at their fixture and saw Brisbane twice would have been thinking fantastic.
1: Exactly. Yeah.
0: No, they're actually very good.
1: Yeah, yeah. So I had a couple trivia questions for you here before we finish up. Okay. Oh no. Oh no.
0: Uh, oh dear.
1: One of them I'm contemplating not asking you because I'm just looking at it and 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 you have got to be a diehard studying hard the the history of the club kind of a question and i don't know if i want to ask you this. I may try, ask me with it it. You. try
0: me with it try okay. me with it
1: should should i get that one out of the way first and kind of set that it
0: gets easier yes, from here. let's I get promise. that one out of okay. the way let's this okay this could be this could be a real kickstarter for me
1: all right harry valance led the club in goals kicked between 1929 and 1938 with the exception of 1930 and 1934 who were the two players that interrupted his streak
0: That is an outstanding question. Um, (laughs) Who would it it be? I'm just trying to think who's won. So I'm just trying to think who's won um, because Soapy for a number of years was our leading goal kicker and actually won. I think he won. They weren't called Coleman medals at that time, obviously, but he won the league goal kicking medal. Tom Carroll won a league goal kicking medal. Mm. Not, not not one that of that era. I, nope. Uh-uh. Not one of that era. Um, Horry Clover won a league gold nope. medal at one point.
1: I told so you this. This you, I I feel like line
0: to thirty eight.
1: Yeah, I feel like a jerk for even writing this one down. Quite frankly,
0: no, nah, I'm gonna have to tap out because the only yeah. one I would have thought was maybe Clover, but he must have been uh, later.
1: Les Allen in 1930, and Mickey Crisp in 1934.
0: I've heard of Mickey Crisp.
1: Yeah,
0: uh, Les Allen. No, I have not. Uh, but Mickey Crisp, I have heard the name. Um, I don't feel so bad about missing that. Okay, that's okay.
1: And like I said, I, I do feel bad about asking.
0: <laughs> so so. <laughs> look, that predates that predates my existence by fifty years. Well, so um, I wasn't there to see it. So I don't feel bad about not
1: knowing. I, it I, It only predates mine by twenty nine years, and I really don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to talk <laughs> about that talk anymore. About
0: that's alright. <laughs> okay, we
1: I I promise this is going to be better. Okay, excellent. Let's go. Who was the last Carlton player to win the Coleman Medal?
0: Brennan Favola.
1: There you go. 2009,
0: 2009. Yep. Kicked Yep. 84 goals?
1: I don't I didn't write the number down, but that sounds that sounds exactly right.
0: 86 <laughs> or something? He kicked 99 the year before, the only man to ever finish a season on 99 goals.
1: When did Hyundai become a major sponsor of the Blues?
0: 95.
1: I have two thousand and eight, but I could ah was- uh,
0: technically, yeah, okay. No, this is hey, we, we've hey, we've reached a so they were a sponsor of us um, in the in the sort of mid to late nineties, and then they came back. Okay, so technically, well, I think I'm not sure. if – I think ninety five might be right, but that is te- te- they did come back on board.
1: The, let me go to the Russian judge. <laughs> duh, duh. I do not know if I'm Russian, right. The Russian judge says yes. Okay, we're going to give you that one.
0: Yeah, they came. Uh, they replaced like Dan Murphy's or something, which is a liquor store.
1: Oh. I have it's seen them. I've it's seen those. Not a good.
0: Yeah, I've seen those. It's not a good one. partner for us. Do they? It's not a good partner for us at that potential, that point in time. Given our full forward at that time, it's yeah. not ideal to be sponsored by a liquor chain.
1: Uh oh. What does the phrase "mens sana in corpore sano" mean?
0: A Just sound mind in a sound body.
1: Outstanding, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Okay, I have three more questions. Excellent. Who's played the most career games for the Blues?
0: Craig Bradley, three hundred and seventy-five.
1: Bingo. Okay, you know, I think you're gonna, I think you're gonna get these oh. last two. Okay. <laughs> who? Who? Well, this one may trip you up here. This one okay. may trip you up, and I want to, you know, it may not be the answer you're thinking it would be. Ooh, who? Who led the club in disposals last year?
0: Who led the club in disposals?
1: Total number, not average. I'm sorry. Total number.
0: Just trying to think who won a bit of the ball. It'd be Sam Walsh would have to be up there.
1: Bingo. I won't even let you, I won't even let there you, you talk yourself through it. There you go.
0: You won't do the, who wants to be a millionaire? Are you <laughs> Exactly.
1: Sure? Yes. I'm, I'm, Regis Philbin is gone. And uh, from, <laughs> from what I hear, Eddie is persona non grata at the moment. So we're not going to. No, yeah. I, I.
0: Poor old I, Eddie's. Uh, I, he's had a, yeah, a torrid time.
1: Yeah, I know. It's been. Uh, yeah. Okay. Here's the last question. This is the one I wrote down when we started talking. Excellent. How, how many goals did Ian Prendergast kick in his career?
0: Oh, gee, you're kidding me. Come on. Is it... This this goal doesn't count, but for our followers, um, he kicked an unbelievable goal. He kicked a super goal in that Wizard Cup grand final. So if you kick them from outside 50, they're worth nine points. Okay. Uh, in the preseason, he kicked an enormous goal to kind of get us over the line. Um, I think he played something like 70-odd games.
1: 65 games,
0: yep. He was, he was generally... Sort of not really a forward. So I'm going to say he kicked 20 goals.
1: Close. 14.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say 14.
1: Yeah. I was sort
0: of thinking he he tended to play kind of wing and then he was a little bit sort of half-backy because he was quite
1: tall. 192 centimeters. Yeah. Big guy. He
0: he was quite a tall guy and he kind of sort of roamed around a little bit and um, not generally forward.
1: Well, you know, you know. You know why he? You know why he roved around? Because he started out playing with the Kerrang Rovers.
0: There you go. It yeah, exactly. Coached, <laughs> it was just coached into him. He couldn't get away from it. <laughs>
1: exactly, exactly. <laughs> well, Sean, I got to tell you, man, I I had a heck of a lot of fun with this. Uh, I'm hoping that uh, that we can get together again and and talk some some more footy. This has been, tr- I, truthfully, a great deal of fun. I'm I'm glad that you reached out uh, the other day to set this up. Uh, Who gave was, us,
0: someone? Someone steered me in your direction. I'll give them a shout out. One of our listeners. Okay. Where is it? Give me one moment. It's here somewhere. Uh, Shannon, Shannon Emanuel. He he's a he's a listener of ours. He's a great uh, great okay. guy. Follows us. So he um he kind of he saw. I hadn't seen your tweet at that uh-huh. point. Okay. And he he kind of looped us in into it into it and said one of us should do it. So yeah, I
1: just I just actually. Him. I resent that tweet today with the last five clubs uh, that I haven't had contact with yet. So uh, you mentioned uh Rhett Barrett's name. I'll see if I can find him on Twitter and, uh, and see if I can yeah, look, you know, hook I said, up with him on there.
0: I don't, I don't know him personally, but he's yeah. a um, massive Tigers fan. Tigers royalty, obviously with his father, Kevin, and um, just one of those guys who just knows Richmond absolutely inside and out.
1: Terrific. Well, Hey, have a great afternoon. Okay, Sean, I appreciate you coming on again. This has been uh, Sean Peter Budge of the Ian Prendercast. Uh, check that out. I will put the link for the uh, the the podcast on there. Do you want to give out your uh, your Twitter handle for the the podcast uh, or, the, or what, your web address uh, we for the are,
0: podcast? We are the Prendercast, I think. We changed it recently, and I forgot what we changed it to. Okay, yeah, no, we're just the Prendercast. Okay, uh, all one word. So um Carlton fans out there want to get in touch we love it when people get in touch with us and and I just want to say obviously to you Craig thanks so much for having us on it's been a blast and um yeah look forward to doing appreciate it appreciate
1: it yeah ladies and gentlemen I hope you enjoyed that discussion with Sean Peter Budge of the Ian Prendercast lot of lot of laughs in that episode and uh it was it was great to talk to him I'd not uh had a chance to talk to him before I hope to again because I think that was like I said a great deal of fun and uh Remember, if you want to sign up for the uh, email list, you'll get the uh, podcast sent to you as soon as a new episode comes out. Uh, If you've got an idea for a show topic or someone you think would be a great guest on the show, I'd love to hear from you. Shoot me a DM on Twitter or shoot me an email. You can reach me at yank underscore on on Twitter or at yankonthefooty at gmail.com. Remember, you can find all the episodes of the podcast at yankonthefooty.podbean.com. Or you can find it on your favorite podcast provider. And now that you've given it a listen, you know, if you're a Carlton supporter who's tuning in for the first time and you like what you hear, check out some of the other episodes. And uh, if you're, you've are you been around for a while, go ahead, you know, think about giving me a review on the Apple podcast site. Let me know what you think. Let me know what's going well, what I need to work on. Okay? Let's the podcast host uh, know what you think of the show as well. And, again, don't forget that you can reach me at yankonthefooty at gmail.com as well as on Twitter at yank on and at a Yank on the Footy on Instagram and on Facebook. And the podcast is also up on my YouTube channel. Just search out my name, Craig Wessels. As of right now, it's just a static image uh, of the podcast uh, itself with the audio there. I've, I've not developed the technical skills to do things with YouTube beyond that yet. Maybe sometime down the road, but uh, as of right now, I was just looking for another avenue to get the information out there to to more people. So, Ladies and gents, I want to thank you for listening. And, uh, yeah, we're fans of our own clubs, and I'm, I'm hoping that some Blues supporters have tuned in today for this episode. But deep down, we, we love this game. Okay, we love the game of footy. And I want to thank you for listening. I ask that you share a link to this podcast on your social media. Tell your friends and family about it. And, ladies and gentlemen, may your dribble kick Never hit the post. Until next time, I'll catch you later. This has been episode number 77 of A Yank on the Footy. My discussion with Sean Peter Budge. Don't forget that you can reach me at yank underscore on or to yankonthefooty at gmail.com. You can also find me on Instagram and Facebook at a yank on the footy. And again, thanks for listening. And please consider sharing the podcast with your friends and family. And until next time, ladies and gentlemen, goodbye.